0: Did it, did it, did it. I don't hate this.
1: Ka-cha. Hi, and welcome to I Don't Hate This, a podcast about art. I'm Nina Litoff.
0: And I'm Eric Wenzel. Um, we're just a couple. Of
1: <laughs> you have to plan what you're going to say. That's why I was saying it. Okay. No,
0: do it no, it's fine. Um, we're two artists. Uh, we write. We see a lot of exhibitions. And most of all, we enjoy talking and harassing each other about art and our art opinions. So we thought uh we would start a podcast and invite you to uh take part in this uh ongoing discussion and goofing around that we like to do.
1: If you'd like to email us your questions or comments about our goofing around, you can email us at I don't hate this at gmail
0: I think we do that at the end. Okay, fine. So we'll do the Twitter and Tumblr later
1: we don't have any content on yeah. anything <laughs> okay we can do it at the end don't, don't go to they tumblr usually do it at the end and at the beginning i don't know it doesn't matter no
0: it's Derek. Like, you can send in your questions okay well this is don't don't go to the tumblr because we haven't even started the show this yet. this
1: is gonna get cut out <laughs>
0: okay. no it's not if you name one thing about podcasts, is they always go you can it? cut this out okay. and then they just leave it in the podcast <laughs> um so on this show, we are going to talk about it. I mean, this particular episode is going to be focused on one topic, but kind of what we're thinking of for this show is, uh, you know, focusing on different exhibitions we've seen or different things going on in the uh, contemporary art world. Um, and, and in art
1: history in general.
0: Oh, yeah. Um <laughs>
1: And laughing and, and making laughing. as many jokes as possible about art. Yeah, but really intelligent serious, ones. Yeah, it's not as serious as a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah,
0: it can be quite fun. Um, so I guess, well, we're going to start today with Christopher Williams, um, who has a show called The Production Line of Happiness. It's um,
1: currently on view at MoMA.
0: Which is short for the Museum of Modern Art. That's right. I don't <laughs> think people point that out enough. <laughs> Um so it it was I think it's in three locations though, right? It was like in Germany somewhere.
1: As far as I know, it was only at the Art Institute of Chicago, the Museum of Modern Art in New York, and I think that was it. No, there's a
0: third one cuz there's
1: On the back of the catalog, there's three logos. Um this is a perfect way to start talking about the catalog and the exhibition in general. And there's three logos. There's the Art Institute of Chicago logo. The MoMA logo, which says MoMA, and then the Yale University Press logo, which is the uh, publisher of the catalog and of all of the Art Institute of Chicago's catalogs. Uh. Um, We have the yellow edition of the Christopher Williams catalog, and MoMA has the red edition. I think yellow is way better.
0: It, it's like warning, art.
1: <laughs> and <it> also, <laughs> But the other
0: one says red alert, art. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's kind of that same yellow as Kodak, which I think right. comes across. But it's also kind of the same yellow as those um, those German-English dictionaries.
0: Langenscheidt? Yes. Of which I have a tote bag yeah. that I got in Germany.
1: And so it really, I mean, since Christopher Williams is working in Germany, and a lot of the titles yeah. are in German and about German life, it really, I don't know, hits home for me that it's that color yellow.
0: Yeah. Um, so we should we maybe talk a little generally about Christopher Williams before we...
1: Sure, well, you know that... Where do that, we even
0: start with an artist like Christopher <laughs> Williams?
1: You know that for me, Christopher Williams is an obsession and also yeah. like kind of a borderline mythical figure, who figure. I'm just figure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah I have an obsession with him but kind of I don't know it's like a semi-critical I don't love mm-hmm. everything that he does but I think everything that he does is fascinating so and it is really complex so
0: oh w- would you how about you read that that first quote that you had from the uh, the article about the catalog where he's talking about himself because I think that's kind of a good way to
1: yeah, so this is from an article a couple of weeks ago um, that was in Hyperallergic, and he did, I guess, a little talk about the catalog. Um, and in that talk, he said, I felt myself in my practice becoming the subject of the show rather than the work and the ideas of, in the work. Normally, when I do a show, it's about the Cold War and soap and photography and automobiles and chickens. It's never in my mind about me in a way.
0: So when he says stuff like soap and Cold War and chickens and stuff, um, he takes a lot of photographs of disparate elements. Um, They're often quite technically uh, astounding, technically achieved.
1: Like glowing, like perfection. I've never seen such perfect photographs.
0: Yeah. So he'll do something like uh, parts of a lens or uh, a car on its side or a dead beetle.
1: Pile of corn or... Um,
0: a girl named Miko taking a shower and smiling.
1: <laughs> yeah, a cabinet uh, for, like, a medicine cabinet.
0: For medicine.
1: Yeah, for shaving things. It's like a shaving brand. Um, what else? I have more images An exploded
0: here. view of a dishwasher with dishes in it.
1: A car on its side. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of objects, but see,
0: we have the catalog in the studio. We do. You can hear it being shuffled through.
1: Yeah, I mean that that really does paint the picture of kind of the the essence of what the objects are. Um, mostly kind but of mechanical you never know. things.
0: Yeah, but it's always weird because then it has this like increasingly long title that's like a caption that explains all kinds of stuff about it.
1: But then, really, it doesn't explain anything.
0: It doesn't. So should I maybe read? So I don't yeah. know we're always sharing things and and uh finding funny things and I think so as you might guess uh, Christopher Williams is a very self-serious uh dead serious deadpan highly researched highly uh insular uh textual uh didactic Academic. I'm trying to think oh, of like I already all fell
1: these. asleep like an hour ago. I'm trying
0: to think of all these words to like explain how fucking serious this artist <laughs> yeah, is. Serious about business. photography, about exhibitions, everything. Like this is, but like
1: I have a personal opinion that it's yeah. a ruse.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a ruse. Okay. So um, so he so, himself is not that serious looking. Um, he's a little. He's kind of goofy. He's
1: kind of goofy, smiling and and stuff. But yeah, he has. He is very yeah. Regarded as being very serious.
0: Well, the work is, you know, because yeah. it's like it's like a lens that's been cut in half by a laser on a on a white field, mm-hmm. rendered. It has to in, do
1: with the modes of production and and colonialism and
0: post-colonialism, and, yeah, and, communism
1: and, and capitalism,
0: and uh, global commerce. Yeah, <laughs> global <laughs> commerce
1: <laughs> or yeah. Or does it? It's so, my question.
0: So, what's funny is then that, like everything, he's now on Instagram. He doesn't have his own Instagram, as far as I know. That would be insane.
1: I've searched the hashtag Christopher Williams many times and I've not seen his Instagram.
0: Okay. So, um, but his galleries, Werner does, you know, I was looking yes, on there. This is David's Werner gallery. David's Werner gallery. In New Gall-
1: York and Berlin, I believe.
0: Uh, London. Oh, okay. Um, Uh, his Berlin gallery is Captain Pretzel. (laughs) I'm sorry that I said that wrong, wrong. it's pronounced Capitan Pretzel. Um, if you want to tell that story, I think it would be pretty awesome.
1: So, I I will tell that story because I don't have any, you know, pride. Um, Because remember,
0: it starts at Peanut Gallery,
1: yeah. So, we went, (laughs) I visited Pretzel Gallery, um, at the the same time that I was at MoMA. Um, but the, I so I got to see, I got to look into the windows of the Christopher Williams installation that was going up, but it had not opened yet. But over 4th of July weekend, I was in New York City and I saw the show at Petzel Gallery um, that was curated by Waleed Beshti and had, one of Christopher Williams' works in the show. Mm-hmm. Um which is what we'll talk which about is, the Which Instagram. is what
0: us artists call foreshadowing. <laughs> or, <I'm> sorry, foreshortening. <laughs> it's what writers call foreshadowing and artists call foreshortening.
1: Yeah. So um I we went when I came back to Chicago, we went to a show at a gallery here called the Peanut Gallery. A very cute uh name for a gallery. And uh I was remarking to Eric, how hilarious that there's the peanut gallery and I was just in <laughs> the pretzel gallery.
0: New York. I saw... Eric, we're at peanut gallery and I was just at pretzel gallery.
1: Uh, for like a solid three months, I thought that pretzel gallery was called pretzel gallery. And it's one letter different. So how is that
0: that strange? It just blew my mind because I'm like, it's totally, it's totally plausible that there would be a gallery called pretzel. <laughs> But not in uh, Chelsea and of that caliber. And then Excalibur, I was like, well, where – well, yeah. So she, I was like, oh, you went – I'm like, oh, there's a gallery. Like, because cause Peanut Gallery is kind of like an alternative kind of artist-run space here. Um, And she's like, oh, and then when I was in New York, I went to Pretzel Gallery. And I was like, oh. I, I just, so I assumed it was like another kind of, you know, uh, maybe in Brooklyn or something, like an artist-run space too. And then I was like – and she's like, what well, was that? They had that show I kept telling you about. <laughs> And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, that amazing photo show that wasn't really about photography and Wally Beshti curated it. And, and I was like, he had a, a pretzel gallery? Yeah. All right, maybe we're but overtelling telling that story. Yeah,
1: but I I mean, I actually was kind of proud of myself because I didn't know anything about pretzel gallery. I'm oh. sort of learning about these things I like, go along. And I just Googled for openings for the weekend that I was there. It was actually a Wednesday. And it just happened to be opening. And now I follow petzl gallery on instagram at yeah. your suggestion and they post the best stuff i mean yeah. just their shows seem to be amazing so i'm I, it's funny that of all the galleries that i you know it's like oh it might be nice to go to an opening when i'm in new york i really found yeah. a place that i that i admire so yeah kind no of a and they're a great store. space yeah so definitely
0: yeah um so to that end um petzl gallery you know as as now that everything's in social media you release the press release <laughs> and then you send an email and then you say opening this weekend and then a few weeks into the show you say oh look at the review we got the show's on till this long and then the last week you say last week to see this show and meanwhile you're on twitter going hey remember that show we tweeted about yesterday it's still up um so on instagram you do that as well and so uh petzl gallery instagram had uh, a photo uh christopher williams photo Uh, of one of his lenses that was uh, you know it's like a cross-section lens Um, and it reads as follows last day to see a machinery for living organized by walid beshti which includes works by christopher williams image cutaway model nikor zoom lens 50 to 300 millimeter f 4.5 focal length five to 300 millimeter maximum aperture 145. Lens construction 20 elements in 13 groups. Picture angle 46 degrees, f 50 millimeters to 8 degrees, 10 minutes, f 300 millimeters. Distance scale graduated in meters or feet up to 2.5 millimeters, 8.5 feet. That's weird. To infinity. Aperture scale f 4.5 to f 22. Aperture diaphragm, fully automatic, meter coupling prong, integrated, fully open exposure metering. Focusing, by turning the focusing ring. Zooming, by turning the zooming ring. (laughs) Reference, markings for 50, 60, 70, 85, 105, 13, 200, 250 NS, 300 millimeter. Attached size, 95 millimeters. P equals 1.00. Filter, this is still the title. Filter, 95-millimeter screw-in. Fabricated by Andre Benshop, Veldhoven, The Netherlands. Photography by Douglas M. Parker Studio, Glendale, California, October 13th, 2007 to October 29th, 2007, 2008. Gelatin silver print, 20 by 24 inches, hashtag Christopher Williams.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then it has like 36 likes and only one comment, and the comment... no? Yes. Yeah. The and comment says, if it- you say so.
0: <laughs> so I thought that was beautiful. Um,
1: and that really describes Christopher Williams. I mean, in a nutshell, or maybe even more than a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did, did we just run out of stuff to say about Christopher Williams?
1: No, we did not run out of out All right. stuff what? to say about Christopher Williams. We
0: ran out of the funny stuff.
1: That's not true. I have so much funny stuff. So. Because I have a lot of funny stories about Christopher oh. Williams. Okay. So part of the reason why I'm obsessed with him is because seeing the process of how the show came together at the Art Institute was just like, I don't know, it was like insane and hilarious to me because his work is about the methods of production of consumer objects and also about the methods of production of photography. Mm-hmm. But what the show was about was the methods of production of it. A show, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I feel like I was a participant in that in some ways, even though you know I'm not the curator and I didn't put together the catalog and all these different things. But I guess everyone <laughs> from the of, ma- micro to the macro yeah, was affected by of,
0: that. You were one of the cogs in the machine, much as when we look at a sliced-up lens, and we see all the rings and rivets and springs. One of those was Nina.
1: Yeah. One of the most involved things I was part of was getting the installation shots for him. He um, – we always have installation shots taken of all Art Institute shows, and um, they weren't to his specifications, <laughs> as you can probably imagine, since he is a perfectionist, and he has an idea of how everything should look. So he decided that he wanted his own installation shots taken and he flew in his team. Two were from New York, from the gallery, and one was from his gallery in Dusseldorf. Um, So the three of them came into Chicago and it took them three entire days to take the installation photos, the the exhibition being in three spaces. And we should definitely describe the installation a little bit, but um, they had... And when I say entire days, I mean from the instant that the museum opened until the instant that it closed, the security guards were, like, pulling them out of there. Um, they had all kinds of screens to block glare, and then they would make these composite images. They were shooting with a Hasselblad. They were shooting installation images with a Hasselblad.
0: Can you tell us more about this? I mean, it's, like, a pretty intense camera, but...
1: Um, it's just, Can like, you
0: explain how intense this camera it's is? like...
1: I mean I don't know. It's also it's, a
0: film camera too, right?
1: Yeah, but they were shooting digitally. They had a
0: digital uh, Hasselblad? Yeah. Whoa.
1: They put a digital back on it. I mean, I I don't I'm not I'm not that technical of a photographer to know that much about. Um but in the industry, Hasselblad means... But it's very expensive, means... first of all. It's a very expensive camera. And it's also extremely high resolution. And they were doing these Is exposures. it kind of like a
0: Baroque thing to do? Like it's like a little bit of like an affectation to take installation shots with a Hasselblad bod?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a view camera, but it's like a medium format <laughs> um, digital. It's like, it's it's, yeah, a little bit overkill. In my opinion. And they were taking them with such a long exposure so as to have the maximum amount of detail that each exposure in these fairly well lit galleries was like 30 seconds long.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> Which means you're going to get like the most detail out of any picture you could get. And so, you but the, like
0: burn the digital eye. Yeah. That. Like, yeah.
1: But the problem is then, if any person walked into the camera during the exposure, they would ruin the exposure. And, the museum and this is why is, the
0: museum's open.
1: Yeah, the museum is open, and actually visitors are going to see Christopher Williams, which was great, because it's very kind of...
0: Because the general public would be like, WTF?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of a dry show if you're, you're just a tourist, and you're like, yeah. I want to see American Gothic, I want to see Sunday on the Grand Jat and The Impressionists, and I want to see Christopher Williams, the production line of happiness. I want to see
0: photograph of a car on its side and think about how i'm implicated in french guiana (laughs) (laughs) which is literally what his photos are about
1: i know so um, i don't know
0: about that car though i could be misspeaking that car could be about a different thing yeah but Uh, it's still really bad the the message the message is yeah no the message is like this car (sighs) Don't get me started. Oh, you did. All right. Let me <laughs> give you a title that's three paragraphs long.
1: <laughs> that car is actually really interesting. To it's me. a great
0: photo, yeah. Um, well, that's why well it works that... because most of the art like this that that asks you requires so much of you to look outside the thing is it's like bullshit and stupid. And so in order, you know, like there's something that's so fantastic and amazing about these images and about the situation he sets up that um it draws you in like you want to know like you said like it's an obsession like you actually want to find out mm-hmm.
1: um when you're seeing these things like oh here's a camera a picture of a camera here's a picture of some corn here's a picture of a car that's turned on its side and at first glance you glaze over it like uh-huh an object and then you're like how did that how that yeah. car is on its side and it's it's like <laughs> in a really studio. really bad for the car. Yeah. It's like in a studio. You know, it's not yeah, like, it's like it was in an lit. accident.
0: Yeah. It's like they carefully Police put a car. there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That car, I feel like, is a perfect segue to talk about Simon Starling. Okay. Who I think is like, in some ways, the anti-Christopher Williams, but also is like very closely connected with him. Hmm. Um, but his car at the MCA, he had a... Oh, yeah the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago, he had a oh, car. please, it's not
0: like MOMA. People know what that stands for.
1: People in Chicago do. I think <laughs> no, people, people, know, <laughs> people know MOMA a little bit better. People
0: in Chicago don't know what MCA stands for. Because uh. I'll mention it and they're like, what?
1: <laughs> well, anyway, Simon Starling had a car mounted to the side of the wall. Um, in his mom, in his mca installation and i was like oh my god it's christopher williams i mean and i see this all the time i'm like look it's like christopher williams come to life every time yeah. i see like
0: well and we'll have a photo of that on our tumblr because i found this adorable photograph of two kittens playing with a really old camera and it looks just yeah. like a christopher williams yeah
1: it's like once you see these objects you can't unsee them and you're like oh mm-hmm. man like i was i was in um I think it was when we were in driving through Nowheresville. We drove from Chicago to um, New York, and we were like in the middle of Pennsylvania in some small town where we were stopped for gas, and there was a big tire, like an ad that had been all scraped away mm-hmm. of a tire on the side of the wall, which is like Christopher Williams. Mm-hmm. He has these pictures of tires that were part of these vinyl panels that went all over the museum. And I was like, wow, look, it's Christopher Williams in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Well, so. those
0: are also photographs of his. Um, he's done tires.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's it's like.
0: I mean, they weren't just vinyls. They were also. Oh, ma- yeah. They've also appeared as those sort of precious silver gelatin Prince. prints. Um, can I, if I could, do a reading mm-hmm. from the Book of Williams? Um, <laughs> uh, so, which it,
1: chapter and verse are you going to be doing a reading from?
0: Uh, chapter for immediate release, January twenty ninth, two thousand eight. Mm. This is from the Zverner Gallery. And he did photograph. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, because we were talking about press releases and all this externe- extraneous text. So, in his press release, it's a press release about a press release. Um, so, it says How to start. A door opens. A cash register opens. A can of sardines is opened. A mouth opens. An unzipped zipper opens up a view. Blah, blah, blah. That's good, but that's not our story. Let's try again. So he keeps going and then he throws in. Oh, yeah. And okay, this is actually exactly where I wanted to read. I don't want to skip this part. So this is nowhere does it say uh, David's Werner Gallery is pleased to present Christopher Williams in his newest exhibition of photographs of things that they aren't photographs of. It just <laughs> says how to start and then it goes into it and it says, that's a good, that's good. But it's not our story. Let's try again. How to read a tire sidewall? Ratio of height to width, aspect ratio, width of tire in millimeters, maximum cold inflation, and load limit. Load index of speed symbol. Tire, tire ply composition and materials used. The Michelin rubber print. <laughs> the Michelin rubber plantation at Dao Tiang, Vietnam, was opened in 1925. The Michelin manufacturing plant in Saigon, Vietnam, was closed in 1971. Seventy-five percent of the tires used in the city of Paris in 1968 were composed of Vietnamese rubber. Okay, that's too p- specific. That's too specific. specific. That's too specific. Let's try again.
1: And then he has a quote <laughs>
0: about himself from John Kelsey. Okay, let's try again. Um, yeah. So anyway, that 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 perfect. That's the tire. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, it's but it's never. I mean, he says that it's not about him, and he's like, like, purposefully trying to make it not about him because he had a um, symposium of sorts. It was called "The Production Line of Happiness Live." <laughs> it just sounds like some kind of like terrible TV show. Yeah, um, and he had four speakers that talked kind of around him um not really about his art or even necessarily the things that his art is about yeah um
0: well i think it's interesting you brought that up because that's a a kind of thing i've been thinking about a lot lately is this idea of like artists uh having the pretense that they can make work that's not about themselves mm -hmm. um And this, especially with contemporary art and conceptual art, and there's this sort of, like, uh, egotism or something about, like, oh, well, you know, like, those stupid expressive artists or those stupid painters or whatever, they make things expressing themselves, and that's not as uh, smart or, you know, refined as Mm -hmm. as to make, you know, a, a really precise painting of an object or to make a really precise photograph of something about, you know, global capitalism but to me that's totally you like i know people that are like that and i'm like that is so you to make that art you know so like uh it's totally an expression of who he is and like what kind of weirdo he is that he like collects this information and catalogs it and compiles it and stuff like that so i think you know it's not a self-portrait but it's still you can only be who you are you right. know, so like to do these things.
1: People are much more um, likely to believe that it goes the other way. Like, oh, this is, you know, painting about something that happened to me. And then you can see through that, you know, something about, I don't know, the immigrant experience in the mm-hmm. United States or something along those lines. It depends, you know, obviously what it's about. But, yeah, people are a lot less likely to think it goes the other way. Right. you are like, this is about the immigrant experience yeah. in the United States. And you're like, it's actually, maybe it's about you. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's why I think Simon Sterling is like an interesting comparison to Christopher Williams, because he's not afraid to fold his own life into the histories of some of the things that he. How so? um, Gosh, now I don't have the specifics. I should have looked it up. But he um, he was talking about um, how he was doing this research. His his art is sort of based on research projects in some ways. Um, And he was doing this project and he went to visit this library to go through their archives. But it turns out one of his ancestors had designed the library. And so he, he's like really forthcoming. I feel like about the ways that he finds connections to other works that he's done or to things that he cares about. I mean, he himself said that he thought that Christopher Williams was an important artist for Mm -hmm. him. He had a show um, here at the arts club of Chicago and
0: in connection with his uh, show at the Museum of Contemporary Era. Yeah,
1: it was um, simultaneous, but not necessarily an extension of each other. They were
0: related. They were related. In, some, were related, but in, in tandem.
1: Yeah, but, but in some ways discreet. But anyway, he um, had... So then Christopher Williams has a photograph of the Staircase of the Arts Club of Chicago, which was designed by Mies van der Rohe and then when the Arts Club was in a different building. And then it was taken out and moved into the new Arts Club building. So Christopher Williams has that photograph. And then Simon Starling went to, I assume, the Art Institute um, and in photographed. Their,
0: in their, their uh, storage, right, photo in storage.
1: The, in for photo storage. And photographed the Christopher Williams photograph.
0: I think he photographed everything of this cuz in the car photo in that.
1: Yeah, the car photo is also in that. And he turns the car that's on its side. He made it
0: he right photographs it up. right side up.
1: Oh, uh, he 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 photographs his he photographs the whole scene upside down and then by way of making it right side up. And then across the way, he photographed a car from a collector that he displayed on its side. So, I mean, I think he's like obsessed with cars. I mean, he said he likes cars, yeah. <laughs> but it's like this cars on its side thing is a recurring theme. Yeah. Um, but that's then, where it gets a
0: little problematic for me, though. Yeah. It's like to make too much art about art. Like, yeah. you're also like, okay.
1: But it was cool because I was like in the arts club looking at the staircase and then looking at. Simon Starling cuz he was there and then looking at the picture that's that Simon Starling had taken of Christopher Williams picture of the staircase yeah. and fo- I guess folding my obsession with Christopher yeah. Williams I'm like whoa Christopher Williams is like everywhere in my life and I guess yeah. I I think of it so personally even though I think that was I think Christopher Williams would hate that probably yeah.
0: Well he at least had to let him do it well I guess not if the art institute owned I the don't photos. know. I don't know. He but seems he's, like he's the kind of living... guy you'd have to ask permission. Yeah, for. but they also seem like they'd like, you know, stand around and have boners over stuff they've researched.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they know each other, but Really? I don't know.
0: They, they both like ask... work in Berlin too. Hm.
1: Everyone works in Berlin these days.
0: Yeah. They're probably all they're probably just like all well, this is you know, I you've been to this- Berlin,
1: but I imagine that yeah. it's just like everyone's just like sitting around being like, "Oh my God, are you a famous artist? I'm a famous artist too."
0: No, they're more like, "Oh, so I'm researching this uh, like atomic computer from the 1920s, <laughs> and I'm having a computer also to make uh, animation of the thing, and it's a film of it computing, <laughs> and then the other guy's like, oh, well, I'm.'" That's so I'm actually describing real. That was a real work. A real but Simon, Simon Starling, Starling is piece. English. He's I know, not German. But when you're in German, Germany,
1: <laughs> it all comes out. The accent comes
0: well, out. Well, I mean, it is when. Ach, lieber. Well, when I'm in in German speaking countries, I often take on the syntax and it's a lot of fun because it's sort of like I'm speaking their language, but not quite. <laughs> but anyway. um, Yeah, no, so they're like both into research. Uh, but I'd say Simon Starling, sometimes, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to compare and say which one's better or something like that. I think but that's
1: maybe a little impossible.
0: Yeah. Because they're like two of the gods. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Um, <laughs> uh. But at, what I noticed at the Starling exhibition, um, I was like, sometimes this research art really works and sometimes it doesn't. And it's definitely a trope. Like, I researched. It's some, here's okay, an okay, object. a trope. Oh, William, it's a trope. Maybe. It's a it's definitely, bunch like, of
1: category or like a genre.
0: It's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> that's our, that's our catchphrase. <laughs> for the podcast. Um, sometimes it's like, Oh, here's like a cool object. And then let me explain to you how st- all the stupid random research I did to like explain it. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's really cool. Like that film he made of this like early mechanical computer and then, then finding this animation company that builds these like crazy computers to, to like re- make virtual reality and, you know, animate stuff like to animate dust in the air. Um, that was an incredibly beautiful piece and the story was really engaging. It really got me. But then sometimes the other stuff in that show was kind of like, yeah. Eh. And I think that's the other thing that's good about Christopher Williams is he points out the, one of the conditions of contemporary art that, um, You almost can't just have the object anymore because there's always like going to be some sort of extra text or some sort of thing that explains it. Yeah. And so his solution is like one way is like, well, what if the title is the text that explains it? But it's also like text that shows that you can't explain it. Yeah. I Um, think,
1: I mean, and yeah, I don't know if you'd agree, but I think the more information you have about Christopher Williams piece, the less you know. And it's
0: like Kaiser Sose or something.
1: It's. It's just like...
0: That shaggy dog.
1: It's just like overwhelming. It's, yeah. You're not supposed to read it. I mean, you re- you actually sat down and read the entire title of that. Yeah. And everyone was like...
0: I stopped paying attention to right. myself.
1: <laughs> it's not interesting. It doesn't yeah. tell you anything about actually how about that work is made. I mean, it well, describes it. Well, it like tell
0: you useless things. Like, do yeah. you really need well you don't really need to know any of that but like it'll also be like I don't think how even many
1: millimeters zoom does it have
0: yeah like I think even if you were like you know a real uh like technophile technophile uh if you're like really into knowing how photos are made or something like it was just a yeah. total like shop talk I don't know like knowing degrees and stuff would like yeah. really I, or you'd be like, oh, you said the model. Everyone fucking knows that it has a focal length of 1.5 millimeters to <laughs> 50 centimeters or whatever. Like. Yeah.
1: Well, that shop talk, I guess, is really common in photographers. They'll be like, good photo. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what F-stop were you using? Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. What, were you, what, was it like telephoto? Were you, you know, like, like to pick apart. Nice
0: crystals, bra cha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like picking apart all this information. And I'm sometimes like, I don't, I don't remember. It was like a camera that my dad had that I used, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not in my own work making decisions based on those, but Christopher Williams is like, yeah. don't even. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. He's like, uh, or is he? I don't, I don't know, know. Cause don't the other know. thing is like, Oh, he's a really good photographer. Or I would say the people he hires to take photographs. <laughs> for him. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's like a director. I mean, just like how yeah. you described the installation so- shot process. Like clearly he's in charge. And yeah. um, directing everything, but he's also, you know, he's not not clicking the shutter. Doing it, yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, that's, but he knows what he wants.
1: Yeah, I've, and that, in some ways, that's a really contemporary kind of aspect to making work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily click the shutter to but be the goes, photographer.
0: Yeah, but this goes back to the Renaissance yeah and the uh yeah. the master painter directing how the paintings go and then gets to do one or two fun parts, yeah, but it's like no well, he' does the hand get is to do wrong. the
1: fun parts I mean he Christopher gets to Williams. be
0: Christopher Williams <laughs> yeah,
1: and who wouldn't want to be that but you you he know should he's... open a
0: restaurant. I would love to see that <laughs> menu. <laughs> Like oh my god do you think he like gets off on that like like was he really excited when McDonald's was like okay we're going to pr- we're going to produce pamphlets with all of our nutritional information
1: <laughs> He's like, yeah. yeah,
0: and he's kind of a chubby I want to guy. See all the
1: reading. So little... I
0: imagine this chubby guy sitting oh, at a McDonald's read how in how LA. Many
1: grams of sodium are in these. Yeah, fries. and he's
0: just eating fries. He's got his sunglasses on, and he's just like reading the fuck out of this pamphlet. And then about... somebody
1: could like call him, and be like, "What are you doing?" He'd be like, "I'm eating at McDonald's. I'm eating their French fries. They have three yeah. grams."
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that like they ask him where he is, and he tells him like how many minutes uh, and what is it degrees minutes yeah. and uh tangents yeah. and what he's wearing yeah. and
1: also who's sitting there next yeah. to him and how he got there you know which kind of model car he drove there in What's
0: well, a little bit like i was saying that like we were we were trying to get an uber yesterday and it's like an example of like information that's not helpful because it'll tell you the name of the person and mm-hmm. then what kind what model of car they're driving and i i don't know about you but i would be like is it a maroon Camry? Like, well, okay, maybe that always, would help.
1: It is always a Camry. It's always Toyota, always. <laughs> but uh, ha- knowing but the color know what I mean? of it, is it a van? Is it It a just, coupe? it's, it, well, <laughs> yeah, because it it'll,
0: it'll just say, like, it's a Mazda Miata. And you're like, that's a car, right? But I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, do, do even car guys, are they like, well, oh, I don't see color. I see. I see model numbers, like you know. Yeah, they
1: like. Oh, like, I'm not gonna get to a Mazda Miata. I'll wait till the uh, yeah, the Yaris. Till comes the Chevy by. Volt
0: arrives. Yeah, it's just weird that it's like, uselessly specific.
1: Yeah, which like Christopher like, Williams like Christopher is William. uselessly yeah. specific. But yeah, it's like a wild the-
0: goose chase too because the 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 paper that I'll read at the end that I that I'm actually still happy with my conclusion. I'll you, low these many years later. Um, I actually did, like, what happens if you actually try to figure this shit out? So Yeah. Um, it well, was I think the,
1: the problem is you're trying to figure out the wrong thing, maybe.
0: But I also just wanted to try, because it's the, it's the mm-hmm. three photos of the dude, uh, Mustafa, um, who's...
1: Wearing a white shirt. Wearing a
0: white shirt, and he's kind of smiling sometimes and kind of not looking at us. And he's got uh, this camera that he's kind of pointing at us, and then... I think each version of the the production line of a happiness catalog has that picture on it in some way.
1: I don't know. Or at least the pictures I've seen of the catalogs. mm
0: -hmm. Um, But in any case, it has this thing about... That
1: picture, the first time I saw it, and I don't know what it is about it, but it really creeped me out. It's something about his expression is so, like, plastered on. The smile. Yeah. It made me feel really weird.
0: Yeah. And so I was... So I took those captions because one mentions the shirt one mentions the photograph or the camera in the caption and where it tells you all this specific shit Mm -hmm. and then one mentions both of them so then i was like it's a von lack shirt and then there's another photo that kind of goes with that where it's like a woman measuring his shoulder you know like when you get fitted for a nice dress shirt so i went on this like whole thing like googling and trying to find the company and then it being like you spelled von lack wrong and then like well, wait, why is it important? This guy's from Gambia, but it was shot in Berlin. And then you know, I was trying to figure out, oh, are these knockoffs? Or is this like a guy that sells knockoffs on the street in Berlin? And, you know, because one way of unlock spelled wrong. And yeah, and yeah. I mean, at the end, you're like, well, will this – okay, so what does this mean? And I don't even know what I've yeah. learned because I'm trying to research it. So even – because I, I kind of wanted to do an experiment and see if you actually um, –
1: could find out yeah
0: like what if you were like that engaged to say i'm going to try to figure out what this is about and at the end you're still like
1: that's my biggest problem with christopher williams is we're the kind of people who want to know about conceptual art Mm -hmm. and we're the kind of people who will go out of our way to read a ton of stuff about it and we still it's like if you if someone's like i don't get this art and they didn't even try. Fuck them. Well, that's on them. They're <laughs> just stupid. They didn't try. If you're like, I read so much information and went to the lecture and have done so much research and I still don't get it, then that's it's a little bit on him. Yeah. And the thing is, I think we're trying to... Get the thing we're trying to get is not what the art is about. I think the art is about the installation and about the. I mean, I think in some ways it's like kind of a joke. It's kind yeah. of a like, yeah, like, you know, haha, I made you do all yeah. this research and I made you read that stupid, boring catalog. You could have been watching yeah. TV, but instead you read my catalog and you still don't know more than when you started. So, joke's on you, art world.
0: Uh, I don't think it's that bad. It's not that bad. Um, it's certainly not that bad. But well I um, think this show is definitely about yeah. the show too.
1: Do you want to describe the installation a little bit? Okay. Because I think that's an important
0: part. Yeah. So the main part I spent the most time in uh, was the old photo galleries at the Art Institute. So they they have this thing called the grand staircase.
1: And it's grand.
0: <laughs> it's a grand old staircase. <laughs> it's got a lot of steps. Um, so underneath it are the toilets, the paperweights, and the photography galleries. <laughs> and the thorn
1: miniature rooms. Oh, right. Um, I
0: forget those are there. Um, you know, one time I woke up in the middle of the night and I found that I had been shrunk and placed in the thorn rooms. And there was a dead doll. And I had to find out who did it.
1: That was a dream or that really <laughs> happened? <laughs>
0: And then I looked down and I had done it.
1: Oh my god! And then That's I woke like, up. That's like I I have not read. There's a series of books uh, called The Sixty Eight Rooms by Marion Malone, and
0: uh, it's a fanfic about, about Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> yeah,
1: The Sixty Rooms of Thorns. Yeah. Um. No, it's about a bunch of like these kids that get drunk and put in the room. So oh, I haven't read them, but I assume it's like that. Yeah. They like murder somebody. Wait, no, that's probably not it. Yeah, <laughs> you know those children's <laughs> books
0: about children that go out and kill people and uh, learn about history in and the process. About
1: history. Anyway, okay, so yeah, so well, because I had downstairs to... photography. It says above the staircase, it's like bathrooms photography. <laughs> That's where you have to yeah. go to. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: because I, 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 don't know. I never subscribed to this, but I'm not a ph- photographer. Um, but I had this friend that was a photographer, and he was like, "Don't, don't you think that like means something? You know, like they put it in the basement. Like, what does that say about photography? Like, I just want to know, like, when photography is going to come out of the basement and like." He didn't say it like that, but it was like I was like
1: about that, but that's also so stupid. Especially because now there's like a million different spaces for photography.
0: I know, but I was also like, it's right fucking there when you go in the museum, like because if you try to go to Impressionism, you go up the stairs and you're not sure which side you're on. You're like, it's right, like in terms of like if you're going to go see, like it's right by the bathroom, so it gets a lot of traffic. Yeah, and it's right there. It's in the grand staircase. So anyway, this the. All the walls were yellow and they had these giant tires Mm -hmm. and they said the production line of happiness and there were like numbers next to the letters.
1: Mm -hmm. Which I don't know what they signify. It
0: looked like the periodic table of elements. And then instead (laughs) of, and then they had like a text where there should be, you know, Christopher Williams was born on this date and, you know, before becoming an artist, he worked in a butcher shop and (laughs) did photo retouching at the local portrait studio. It was just like, it started in the middle of an essay about like, sugar cane (laughs) (laughs) like it was like uh page 45 to 48 of this essay from and then on 1950 about sugar cane production in you know and then on the other side
1: of the wall it'd be like an essay about barbara Kruger or something yeah it was like completely just random stuff
0: yeah and then you go in and it's nicely hung and then (laughs) (laughs) i'll bet it's well hung Um, but then there's like parts of walls laying on the floor and you're like, what happened here?
1: Yeah. The tops of the walls were like, there was one like free hanging wall that was unscrewed on the top. So you could see like how it was moved in on the inside of the wall.
0: Um, there's one. So my favorite piece in the show was down there. It was just this little title card, which I'm, I'm pulling up now, which also really fucking pisses me off because the title card Um, it's, so this is, this is the only, from the guy that gives you way too much fucking information. This is all, this is all we are presented with in the catalog for my favorite piece. Number seven, in collaboration with Mark Stahl, unclaimed one package photos, 88 pounds, identification number, blah, 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 1983, exhibition announcement, offset print. Um, but the card was just a paragraph explaining how they the two of them had done a show or something, an international show of photography, or but basically they had this package, and the idea was that it wouldn't it would be held by customs, um, so they would never pick it up or pay the tariff or whatever, and so there was just this unidentified package of photographs, mm. and the card was inviting you to an auction. <laughs> so it was presented like it was an art auction except it was a unclaimed US customs auction <laughs> and it was just like here's this mysterious package and it's our artwork or something and mm-hmm. they're like it was and it was like leftover from some show that they shipped these photos really cheaply to or something and i just i thought it was so nice because i really like stories and i like you know like when art tells a story like that and that's something where it's like just that little bit of text, really. Like I don't know, it made me think about all the things. Like Christopher Williams makes stuff about, you know, commerce and uh, labeling. <laughs> it's, yeah, you know, my favorite things: commerce and labels. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but all you know, also like customs, and so you think about borders, and mm-hmm. you think about uh, taxing and global commerce, and you think about. Uh, political things and the, you know, like the idea of closed mm-hmm. borders, the you know, monitoring the border and stuff like that. Think
1: and about anonymous art and yeah. the market surrounding yeah. art being kind of like a fetish object.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that it's like an auction, but it's like, you know, the... What is it? The, like, police auction in Joliet. <laughs> like, <laughs> but so. for art. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that piece.
1: Yeah. Um, downstairs there also was the um, series from Angola to Vietnam. It was... I don't remember how many works were in there, but it was like a whole wall in their works that were shot in 35 millimeter, not by Christopher Williams, of these glass flowers that each one, I guess, is titled after a place where an atrocity has occurred.
0: Well, I think it's also those are like the countries that still have torture or something like that. Or oh, they yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something to do with human rights violations in terms of like political prisoners being abused.
1: Yeah. But I think... But it was
0: at that time in 1989 or whatever when he did it.
1: Yeah. The thing for me is like, I can be like, oh, yeah, so I, I, these ones are about, you know, West Germany versus East Germany or whatever. But as as soon as I get a, a context for them, then suddenly there'll be one picture. I'm like, but what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. So I don't know. It's not clear. Anyway, so that was, yeah, in the old... Part of the museum
0: then in the modern wing in the new photo galleries they had what
1: i do you, it was just... i want you to
0: just explain it to us
1: <laughs> oh i don't want to explain it because. is just...
0: isn't it really isn't that the easiest part to explain okay well yeah it was an empty was room an... with a wall no okay yeah and on so that wall one... hung
1: one your mother's head <laughs> yeah it was... Christopher
0: Williams was in the room the whole time.
1: <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be great? It would be like seed
0: bed, but for <laughs> photography. And with murder. <laughs> he just kills everyone who comes into the gallery.
1: <laughs> oh, God. That would have been way more exciting than one was in there. No, I'm just kidding. It was just the room was like empty. And then on one wall, it was set apart it from the wall. wall. So again, you could see, right? You could see how it was put into the gallery space. Was that was one picture. It was a picture of a bouquet of flowers. I'm looking for that. Yeah. The bouquet for Bastian Alder and Christopher oh, yeah, Arcangelo. 1991.
0: Bastian Alder, yes. another artist's artist.
1: So and uh, yeah. But isn't
0: that installation give you a total intellectual boner? Like, weren't you just like, oh, my God, there's a wall aside from the wall. And you can see the front of the wall. There's just one picture on the wall, and it's a flower, and it's beautiful, but it's also like, fuck you. This is like... <laughs> I refuse to be art.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, I was, like, upset when I saw it. Wow. Because kind of like your friend who's like, Why well, it's photography in the basement. Uh-huh. I'm, like, so excited. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be photography everywhere in this museum. Like, all these different gallery spaces and everywhere you turn, there'll be new photography. And then it was like, but we took the photography gallery and we only put one picture in it. <laughs>
0: I think that's why he did like <laughs> what who cares what well, does it make that one photo more important
1: yeah but i know but then it becomes a it's whole it's not quality over qu- quantity over quality when it comes to art that's for certain but yeah it was and i it, I just it think that's funny transformed... that you were
0: like, "Fuck!" There's only <laughs> one like, picture.
1: I was like, gonna cry. I was like, I can't. You ruined it.
0: You were like, you were like Ralphie in Christmas Story when he translates the decoder ring, and it just says to drink more Ovaltine. He's like, son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean it. It did transform the space though, because like that gallery echoes. Yeah, when it's there's just no like stuff a, in it's it. It's like a teak wood shoebox. And I would just walk around it like. Click. click. Click, so maybe it was about click. the museum, and it was sound. like it would go like click wah, wah, wah click because it had like this crazy like yeah echo reverberation yeah. So actually, I was like, oh, this is pretty good actually. And we were always alone in there because no, no one, one wanted to go in Because they would just in peek there. in
0: the door and see because the gl- doors are glass. And like eh. yeah, do I really need to see another flower? Or they'd be like, oh, well, no,
1: what I thought happened, and I'm sure that a lot of other people thought this at the same time, was that the space across the way was being installed. Mm -hmm. And so it looked like they weren't done yet. Yeah. It looked like it it was closed.
0: It had that temporary wall that you could see. But you, you couldn't
1: know. see through when you looked at the window. You'd have to really like look around to see that there was art in there. It just kind of looked right. like the room was totally empty, and so it was like, "Oh, this must be closed."
0: Yeah, it looked like they just took down a show or just started because it's all empty. And then there, there's this one wall, and you see the two by fours and the like rough edges mm-hmm. of the 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 drywall. Yeah. And then okay, so then what's the and then final? Di-
1: and well, directly outside of that was all the yellow vinyl right um paneling, and then. One piece of the like a wall with yellow vinyl on the floor, and then another wall of yellow vinyl on the floor with a TV on it. And it had his films from when he was in MFA at uh in California, nice going. And one day I was walking through the museum, and this couple walked by the TV, they had their brochure from Christopher Williams, and they were like. No, we don't need this anymore. And they set it on top of the TV
0: <laughs> and
1: walked away. And I was like, sir, did you just put your garbage on the installation? This is art.
0: Wait, did you say that no, to oh. I
1: wish I had said that. And so I was just and he like, said, I was just like horrified. And they took a picture of it and then I threw it away.
0: Okay, so we'll put that picture on our Tumblr? Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, but it's funny you bring up the MFA thing because I think – also, like my fervor for him was in the middle of my m f a program at University of Chicago, which is very all about having boners for labels of stuff <laughs> that no one wants to know it's all about it's all about carefully laying out information to questions no one asked <laughs> so when I saw his show in you know in the middle of in the middle of my studies there and then wrote this essay and stuff, I was just um. Loving it. Yeah. Um, And so, and then like, I got into stuff like that, like laying walls on the ground and, you know, leaving Mm -hmm. things empty. And so also when I look at it now, it seems a little bit dated or like overmature. You know that thing? Like when you, you, when you start really taking stuff seriously and then you take it too seriously. And then a couple years later, you're like, well, I was trying really hard to be serious or something.
1: I think I went through something like that when I first learned about um the male gaze and <laughs> i was You're in like, it's everywhere yeah i would be like don't gaze at me with your male gaze which of course i still care about it and it's a really important part of i know cuz he doesn't want me to look at them but like yeah i would be like well and also like uh phallic symbols yeah. in movies i'd be like oh can you believe that that was so so typically male and phallic and then yeah, it was. It got a little bit on hand because I was like looking for it because my eyes have been open to this phenomenon. Anyway, <laughs> is, do you want to uh, talk about the title of what? Of the production line of happiness.
0: Okay, is that is that our last? We need. Sure. We can or cannot wrap it up. Um, well, I don't have anything well, to say about I the guess, title.
1: Yeah, sure you do. You, well, you okay? Oh,
0: it's like they're making happiness.
1: Well, no. Okay, so the the title actually comes from a quote from a movie I, I looked up the source but i don't think it, it's pertinent to read it but um it's about making films being a production line of happiness but it sounds oh, a little yeah, bit yeah, like yeah. like something you would say in undergrad or in high school and be like you don't even understand, man. Like capitalism, you like you think you're happy, but like you're not really happy. Or like
0: this American life is just one big production line of happiness.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just has this kind of overwrought kind of sensibility that I think yeah. is so strange.
0: Or like you would mis- mistranslate something written by the Chinese Communist Party, <laughs> like a pamphlet with like, well, it's a phrase that they repeat in this communist country, and it translates roughly. To production line of happiness
1: yeah so what i want to know is like what makes christopher williams happy like oh nice that's the number one if i can meet him i would be like what no one asked him
0: that at his symposium
1: no he didn't speak i i was like i'm gonna ask him because i just because i think he thinks it's funny Mm. to have a gallery with only one picture in it for example or to have the labels to to go over, you know, and be really specific about what goes on the label and change the labels and the captions like mm-hmm. 15 times and then put them on the side of the wall where you can't even read them. Yeah. I think he he probably thinks it's a little bit funny. Um but I I can't subscribe to the to the idea that he is like really self-serious and um you know, yeah, ca- like cares this much about being a serious artist because you can tell he's, like, a little bit in love with it. Like, he loves photography. Those, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, romantic, the way that he shoots stuff. Yeah, totally. And those and the lenses that are cut open.
0: I love those. Those are my favorite.
1: That's, like, I said they were borderline pornographic. Like, if you're a photographer, you're shooting. They're also pretty like, phallic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they're about gazing.
1: Yeah. But it's, like, oh, my God, look at that. It's so amazing to see. And if you're yeah. a photographer, it's extra. So I, I just, yeah, what makes Christopher Williams happy?
0: I don't know. I think those things make him happy. Yeah. So I'd like to close, if this phone stops. Okay, so this is the kind of the last paragraph conclusion of my thing I wrote back in my self-serious days, or my more self-serious. I'll never stop being it. Um, so I think this kind of sums up it was sort of like this is what I thought and why I was interested in writing about him and why I liked it. And then I read this whole wrote this whole thing and was like, that got me nowhere. And then at the end I was like, this is still pretty much how I feel. So I think it's kind of a good way to to bracket the great. conversation, or at least, you know, I mean you should put in your conclusion as well, but kind of for no, me. Yeah, that's great. Um Christopher Williams achieves a certain abstraction that no other photographer or artist has. He makes you doubt everything you see in spite of the fact that the image is so clear, so crisp, and so precise. Details abound in the images themselves and in the intricate didactics Williams surrounds them with. Staring at his work, which are depictions of things so easily recognizable, you have no idea what it is that you're looking at.
1: Yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up.
0: Kind of gets you right here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's so
1: emotional.
0: It is, yeah. I don't know. I but it's I, that's, so
1: emotional, but it's so like it's clean so and clear and conceptual at the same time. The opposite of emotional.
0: Yeah, it's like two dogs barking in the night. <laughs> <laughs> about Christopher, <laughs> it's the sound of two dogs arguing about what they're looking at. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah,
1: I hope that kind of.
0: So that yeah, I hope that explains that to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's unexplainable work, but I think that it's worth paying attention to for the very nature of that, for what it says about art that you can't explain. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yes. If you have any comments or questions about the podcast, you can reach us at How I don't did hate. this get me? Oh, sorry. <laughs> How did this get Stop me? Stop. Po- wait. Production line of happiness. Just oh, coming.
0: my God. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that that could have been a title, but then it would. What if no. we just only did a podcast about Christopher Williams?
1: <laughs> oh, I have so much to say about Christopher Williams. I'm not even halfway there. Yeah. But anyways, if you'd like to leave a comment or question, you can email at us at I don't hate this at gmail.com.
0: Or you can follow us on Twitter if we tweet anything at I don't hate this. Oh, it's just at I don't hate this. Yeah. Um
1: Thanks and, for listening.
0: Oh, the wait—we have a pod. No, we <laughs> <a> podcast. <laughs> we have a Tumblr called I Don't Hate This Pod. Dot and that's where we'll we'll post some images of his work, and then also the picture a, a picture the of a TV with a brochure on it, and a picture of some kittens that look like they could be a Christopher Williams <laughs> photograph. <laughs> And a picture of Christopher Williams eating a hamburger and reading (laughs) about the (laughs) nutritional ingredients. (laughs) This has been I Don't Hate This uh, part of the ever-growing Andre Kello Podcast Network. Thank you very much. Did it did it? Did it (laughs) did it? Podcast.